Test one, test one, test two, test two. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the latest edition of the Tuto and Joe Show, brought to you by Series109.com. My name is Andrew Valatuto. I'll be your host for this evening. And with me, via Skype call, got my co-host, Joseph Dorian. What's going on, buddy? What's up, man? Nothing much, bro. Calling you from a town away, but it's all good. <laughs> yeah, two, ta- two towns away. Don't forget about Wappingers, man. Oh, yeah, 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 that's right. This rain, man, it's crazy. Yeah. Well, I'd rather have the rain than the snow, because snow sucks ass. Yeah, dude, it's like 50 degrees today, and everyone wonders why everyone's got, like, Ebola virus. It's because <laughs> it's 50, and then it's 15. Yeah, exactly. Well, today we're gathered, because we're going to go ahead and we're going to talk about the movies that are coming out in 2017. Me and Joe discussed this. We understand there's a lot of great movies coming out in 2017. We got Spider-Man, we got Transformers, we got... All kinds of action-packed movies, but we're gonna go ahead. We're gonna kind of. What's up? Episode eight comes out. Episode eight comes out. It's probably the most anticipated film of the year, but we're gonna go ahead. We're gonna talk about some movies that are you know under the radar. And Joe, you know me. I like under the radar movies. Hell yeah, you like all movies. I do love all movies. Yeah, but I think a lot of the under radar movies. That's what I love. Is one that you don't expect to be great and turns to be phenomenal. Yeah, and like we don't need to sit here for. You know, and and talk about Star Wars for 10 minutes and tell you why you should be excited for Star Wars. You're going to see Star Wars already. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Star Wars is probably going to end up making probably just as much as the other one, if not more, because everyone knows, you know, Luke's going to be in this one. Yeah, and it's, it's, uh, what's the, it's canon, whereas, um, Rogue One kind of, I mean, it still was, but it wasn't episodic, it was kind of... It's still in the universe, but off to the side. I think there was a small segment of people that was a little bit turned off by that, um, based on you know what I what I remember hearing from you and Adrian talk about it. Yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. All right, so you want to get started with the first movie? You want to dive right in? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what we got, Joe? What we got for the first movie? All right, so first up, this one I read this plot synopsis that you sent me, and and right away I was hooked on this one. So the first movie we're going to talk about is called Split, which we're recording this on a Wednesday, but at the time you listen to it, will be out one week from today. So Andrew, tell us tell us a little bit about Split. Yeah, so Split's coming out on January 20th, and the synopsis is basically that this guy kidnaps these three girls, but they come to find out that he has 24 different personalities. I'm not sure if that's like an original story or from a book or whatever, but that just sounds dope right off the bat. Like, that's yeah. a crazy-ass plot. 24 is a very, speaking of distinct, 24 is a very distinct, like, a specific number. Yeah, exactly. I wonder if they were trying to call the movie 24, and then they realized it's probably trademarked by a TV show. Oh, yeah, the Jack Bauer <laughs> movie. Yeah, but what I'm really attracted to this movie is the plot, number one. Number two, it's directed by M. Night Shyamalan. And say, say what you want about Shyamalan. The guy had a great start to his career. He started to dip because he kind of started to think he was too much of a superstar with all the crazy endings and whatnot, but he really redeemed himself with the movie The Visit. Did you see that movie? No, I really, and it's one, you know me, and this is why you're really anchoring this podcast because I don't go to the movies as much as I'd like to. It was one that I really, really wanted to see and just never made it. Okay, it was actually really good. I was really into it, and 
the twist was pretty cool. Like, for M. Night Shyamalan, that's his thing, and I was very happy with that twist. I'm really excited, though, too, because Jay McAvoy is in it, and he is a phenomenal actor. He was in X-Men, Future Past. He was in all, a bunch of other movies. He is a phenomenal actor. So I'm excited to see how he takes this villain and turns the 24 personalities around. Like, that's what excites me. Yeah, the M. Night Shyamalan thing I always find interesting because it's it's interesting watching a movie and knowing that a twist is coming. So you're you kind of go into it being prepared for the twist. And then sometimes I feel like you can fall into a trap of, while watching it, just spending maybe being a little bit too preoccupied trying to figure out what the twist is going to be as opposed to just sitting back and you know enjoying watching a movie yeah like with the, with the movie the visit the ending was spoiled for me because i kind of figured out the twist but ashley my wife didn't know the twist so when she saw it she was like oh that was actually pretty cool so yeah you know, he does have some brilliance, you know. Sixth Sense is probably, if not the greatest, one of the greatest endings to a movie of all time. And that, that movie still scares the shit out of me. Sixth Sense is a great movie. It is. It scares the shit out of me still, dude. Like, I know it doesn't need to be said, uh, but Sixth Sense is a fucking great movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the movie Split right now has a 75 out of 100 rating on Metacritic already, so that that's pretty good. That's a good... The critics who have gone to see it already... You know, three out of the four of them give them a positive, so that's good. Sounds good. All right, yeah, this is definitely one I'm interested in. Going to be coming out very soon. A weird thing that I noticed when looking at this one is I don't I don't recall seeing a trailer for this at any point. Oh, I've seen it before. Check it out on YouTube. It's actually kind of nuts. Okay, because I expected to just run into that on TV, you know, just just during a commercial or something, and I haven't. I don't believe I've seen one yet. The way that the the way that the commercial was that I saw was edited was like they showed like some different personalities he's gonna have. Gotcha. And it was pretty dope. All right, all right, cool. So I'm re- I'm definitely looking forward to that one. The next movie we're gonna talk about is February 10th release, and this is the sequel to John Wick, and this one is gonna be John Wick Chapter Two. So we already know, I guess more or less. If you saw the first one, you're getting you're getting Keanu, uh, you're getting Keanu uh, killing people. That's, that's basically <laughs> what you're looking at. You're getting you're getting Keanu just Keanuing all over everyone. Uh, go into detail about why we should be jacked for this. It's just it's exactly what you just said. You know, the first movie was very a big surprise. I mean, a lot of people were not expecting it to be as good as it was. And it turned out to be a really great action movie. Keanu Reeves. He's had a really interesting career. That he has. <laughs> you know, it's you can't say he's had a bad career, but you can't say he's had a good career. He's just had like a very interesting career, and I'm, I'm happy to see that he's getting another movie, and I'm happy to see that it's successful because I feel like he deserves it. You know? Yeah. I don't know if anyone else does this. Maybe it's just me. I always confuse John Wick and Jack Reacher. Is that a thing? No, that's the thing. I get that too. Okay. I get that too. But yeah, I would uh, I would really be excited about this. I also heard that the movie is actually being directed by stuntmen. Really? Yeah. So the guys who are directing it, you know, are going to give some crazy ass like action scenes in the movie. Yeah. And there's a lot of other there's a lot of other people I'm interested in in this one. Ruby Rose of Orange is the New Black fame. 
Bridget Moynihan, Lawrence John Fish- Leguizamo, who's always fun to see. Yeah, yeah, Lawrence Fishburne. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ian McShane is pretty good, too. He's from um, Lord of the Rings. Oh, okay, yeah, that's right. Yeah, he's pretty good. All right, so, yeah, I never, did, you saw the first John Wick, or you, you didn't see that no, one? No, I haven't seen it yet. Oh, okay, neither did I, but, yeah, I mean, you kind of know what you're getting into with this one. If you like the first one, I'm sure this has a lot of the same stuff going on. Yeah, exactly. All right, so next up is a movie called The Wall that's going to come out on March 10th. Andrew, what's going on with The Wall? So the movie's basically about... From what I've seen in the trailers, the whole movie is going to take place essentially behind a wall. Now, the main character is a... So the main character is an American sniper who is basically pinned down behind this wall by an enemy sniper. But during the standoff, the American sniper... There's two things going on. One, he's going to have communication with the enemy sniper. I, I don't know from the trailer how the enemy sniper gets a hold of communications, but they're going to have actual like dialogue with each other, like cat and mouse. Okay. And the second thing is John Cena's in the movie, and John Cena... <laughs> and, John... <laughs> and John Cena plays his buddy who actually was injured so he's not behind the wall. He's like, you know, in no man's land. So the main character's got to make a decision. Does he go out to save his buddy? Or does he, like, you know, try to figure out where this guy is? It's just going to be a really good standoff. Like, it's a really good psychological movie. Yeah. You know what? It almost made me think of, and I'm sure it's going to be different in a lot of ways, but a movie that no one talks about that I absolutely loved was, it was called Phone Booth with, Colin Farrell, Keith Sutherland, that was like, I remember when that movie came out, and and I saw it, and then when it made the rounds on cables, I would watch it, fuck, like once a week, man, like anytime I was flipping through the channels and it was on, I was watching the rest of it, regardless of what point it was at. You ever see the movie Enemy at the Gates? I believe so. Jude Law and versus, like, basically, Ed Harris? Yes. That was a great military movie. Yeah. I tend to be in on just about any military movie. Yeah, so, same here. Yeah, I could I could see myself going to see this one. Yeah, it's you know me. I love I love plot, and just the idea that the plot's going to be very simple, and it's going to be just basically centered around this guy's decisions. You know, like he's going to be stuck behind a wall. I can't imagine a wall being like maybe bigger than like twenty feet by like three feet high. So, like, any decision that he makes, you know, it's going to have dire consequences. Right. So, it's just going to be so interesting to see. Yeah, and it's one of those setups where it's, like, it'll, it's just, you know, with such a finite setting, it's interesting. You know, I'm curious to see where they go with it, definitely. Yeah, exactly. All right. So, our next movie is called Song to Song. This has a shitload of people in it. Andrew, other than the fact that we have a shitload of people in it, why are we pumped about this movie? Or are we just pumped about this movie because it has a shitload of people in it? The reason why I'm excited about this movie is because there's so many goddamn people in it. So let me just start naming these people off. You ready, Joe? Ready. Do you know who Ryan Gosling is? I'm familiar. Do you know who Michael Fassbender is? Far too well. Natalie Portman? Big fan. Kate Blanchett? Okay. Rudy Mara? Okay. Christian Pale? Never heard of him. 
<laughs> Belucio del Toro. A little bit. A little bit. The plot is two intersecting love triangles. Obsession and betrayal set against the music scene in Austin, Texas. I don't give a shit what this movie is about. Just from <laughs> this cast, I'm probably going to see it. Michael Michael Fassbender is one of my favorite actors. And Christian Bale is probably one of the most underrated actors. He gets his due, but still, the due that he gets, I don't think is enough. The guy is amazing. So, you throw that in with the fact that Terrence Malick, for the average moviegoer, doesn't probably know much about Terrence Malick, but he's kind of like the artsy type of director. You know, like he does a lot of like the stuff that is more about cinematic styling. You know what I'm saying? So, anything that he does is going to be beautiful on film. Throw in like the talent that you have. It's just going to be ridiculous. It's going to be insane. This should be interesting. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe most of the time we see such a such a you know a cast like this one, you're dealing with either a a a big budget action movie or one of those movies like Valentine's Day or New Year's Day that has like a hundred people in it. This doesn't seem to be that way at all. If if I'm reading this correctly. Uh, you know, based on what I've gotten from the synopsis, this seems to be this seems to be uh, a pretty thought-provoking movie. Based on what I'm gathering, you know, it it seems like they're really you know they're they're not just serving up a giant cast and saying go watch this. It doesn't matter. We're just you know, this script we wrote this script in two days and we're just going to put all these people in it. It's it seems like this is like you said kind of a more sophisticated movie than what we're used to for, for a cast like this. Yeah, no, he's a very sophisticated director. Like, the stuff that he does, it's not... It's not gonna be your, you know, formulated, run-of-the-mill script, you know, recycled cliches. Like, no, he does a lot of good stuff. He does a lot of good stuff. Like, he's done a lot of stuff that, like I said, it's not, like, a really popular stuff like he did the tree of life in 2011 which was a phenomenal movie he's in a lot of other stuff one movie that i saw of his was called days of heaven and it came out in 1978 it was amazing because the only the thing that made it amazing is that they would only film during uh what's the like twilight hour they call it like where it's because to become like dark to light yeah so every single day for X amount of days, they would only film for, like, that 20 minutes, and that's it. So the whole movie is just, like, beautiful backgrounds, and it has a 94% of Rotten Tomatoes, so... I don't know. I think it's gonna be good. Interesting. Alright. So that's one to keep an eye on, for sure. Yeah. Alright, next up. Coming out on the same day is a movie called The Belko Experiment. This one, not not the same kind of cast as far as big names, but... <laughs> An interesting plot, definitely. Tell us a little bit about this one. Yeah, definitely, man. The plot is what drawn me to this movie. I mean, I haven't seen a trailer for this yet, but I was doing my research. I, I came across this, and I was like, damn, this looks dope. I mean, the plot line is basically that 80 Americans are locked in a high-rise corporate office in Columbia. And then they're ordered by an unknown voice coming from the intercom system to partake place in, like, a game of sorts. The cast, as you said, I don't know really much about the cast, but, like, just the plot sounds crazy. And, yeah. 
you know, I love those psychological thrillers and horror yeah. movies. So I feel like, along with Split, you're going to have a really good psychological movie coming out. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, the other thing I noticed about this one, kind of a, another another semi-familiar setting, I guess. Um, you know, it's almost a little <laughs> Saw-adjacent. The difference is, I feel like, sometimes when you see a movie like this, you're looking at a group of, what, seven people, ten people, or a smaller group. The number 80 really jumped out at me. Yeah. When I was reading about this one. Yeah, because so Saw, like you said, Saw, you have, like, what, six people most in right. most things, and that's it. Right. So um, I'll be definitely, uh, definitely be interested to see, you know, what role... What role that plays, the fact that there are so many people and so many balls in the air as far as the, the number of people that are involved in this. Can you imagine if, like, the movie is 80 minutes long and one person... Well, they probably want to introduce it. So, imagine the movie is, like, 100 minutes long, but for, like, the last 80 minutes, a person gets killed every minute. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> a lot of people to go through here. Like, one explosion, you got, like, 15 minutes. All right, 50 people die, you have 15 minutes of screen time. <laughs> yeah. It only got a 64 on Metacritic, but um, uh, I'm interested to see. I'm interested in this one, definitely. Yeah, me too. I mean, like I said, horror is, horror is definitely looking to be pretty good this year. Yeah. Another horror movie we got coming up next. This comes out on March 24th called Keep Watching. Now, you're going to need to sell me on this one because one of the names that I saw is Chandler Riggs, who is, if you're not familiar with Chandler Riggs, He's the little boy that you've been hoping would die on The Walking Dead for the past <laughs> five years or however long. Carl, also, you know, this is also known as Carl. Andrew, tell us about Keep Watching. So the plot line is that a family becomes imprisoned by intruders who force them to play life and death games. But you know what's dope about this, Joe? Is that uh. the serial killers have three names. Mysterious, Terror, and Creator. That's their names. Huh. And for those people who are horror fans, they're going to love the fact that Lee Winnell is actually one of the serial killers. In case you know who Lee Winnell is, Lee Winnell is actually the guy who is famous for starring and creating Saw. Oh, okay, yeah. He plays the guy who is... In the first movie, he has his chain. Yeah, he's Adam. He has his chain... To the thing, so pretty excited to see what he's gonna do in this movie. But yeah, it just sounds like really crazy. But one of the things about the movie is that they keep saying during this whole experience that there is security cameras in the house. So I don't know if the movie's gonna be shot first person or it's gonna be shot from the security cameras or like cinematic film. I'm not sure. Okay. So that's definitely gonna be interesting. Yeah, 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 for sure. Alright, next up we have a movie called Life, which is going to come out in May on the 26th. Andrew, can I take this one? Yo, take this one, bro. <clears throat> Jake Gyllenhaal and Ryan Reynolds in space, bitch! <laughs> <laughs> Other than that, what's, what's got you pumped for this one? Well, one, you know I love science fiction. Absolutely. Two, I love Jake Gyllenhaal. Three, I love Ryan Reynolds. This is just gearing up to be a bomb ass movie. Yeah. From what I've I've seen the trailer already. So from the trailer, I know that they do find life on Mars, and apparently some shit goes like astray. 
So okay. I'm pretty excited to see, like... I'm pretty excited to see that. I don't know. Just space... Anything about space, you know, has got me. So it's just going to be dope, I feel like. Yeah, I mean, again, Reynolds, Hall, space. Sign me up. Yeah, it's really... I mean, really, that's all I need to... That's <laughs> all you need yeah. to sell me on. Like, if you if you just told me, say, hey, bro, there's a space movie. It's got Hall. It's got Reynolds. It's got... Who's the female actress that they got in this one? Becca Ferguson. She did Mission Impossible. Like, the newer one. Oh, that's right. Oh, the, Girl on the, the train. train. Also did Florence Foster Jenkins, which uh, evidently is an important movie that I didn't see and will not be seeing uh, anytime soon. <laughs> so, yeah. Alright, so next up we have another sequel. This is the World War Z sequel that comes out on June 9th. Brad Pitt, what do we got on this one? So World War Z was a really good movie. And I really enjoyed it because it had some really awesome scenes. The ending of the movie was fantastic. If you're going to see the movie, Joe, I won't tell you the ending. But if you're okay. not going to see it, I can I can tell you, but I'm going to spoil it for you. But it, they did a really good take on the horror and zombie genre. I understand it's from a book. Got that. But what makes me really excited about this movie is the fact that this movie is going to be directed by David Fincher. David Ooh. Fincher is a phenomenal, phenomenal... Did I say phenomenal, Joe? I think so. Phenomenal director. And the fact that he's going to be attached to this project makes me so excited. David Fincher is the kind of guy who makes rated R movies really, really, really good. Would you like to hear his his uh, his rap sheet, Joe? Fight Club? He did Fight Club. He did Seven. Oh, yeah. oh right. He did Seven. He did Gone Girl. He did The Social Network. That was a bloody movie. He did The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. He did Panic Room. He's done Curious Case of Benjamin Button. And he's also famous for doing a lot of good music videos. It's quite the resume. Yeah. So the fact that you have this guy who is well known to do bloody horror movies attached to a zombie really good flick makes me so exciting. And it's got Brad Pitt. True. Fresh off a of divorce. Yeah. <laughs> Coming out the gate. Divorce Brad Pitt might come out with a little extra fire. That's what I'm I saying. Gotta say. That's what I'm saying, man. Alright. Andrew, I'm gonna go out on a limb and take a guess that the next movie that we're about to talk about is the one that you're most excited about. Or at least up there pretty damn high. This one is called Dunkirk, comes out on July 21st, and uh, Christopher Nolan up in this piece. Andrew, I'm not even going to say another word, because it's Christopher (laughs) Nolan, and it's Tom Hardy, and I'm going to let you gush for a few minutes here. You know what, Joe? I'm actually going to go the other way. Whoa! Yo, I, Christopher, you know me, I will die for Christopher Nolan, but the thing that's scaring (laughs) me right now, I'm kind of nervous, because... No one has made his mark on taking movies that just fucking bend reality, they fuck with your mind, and he has you questioning if things are real or they're not, and I love that. However, Dunkirk actually fucking happened. <laughs> it's a re- you know, it's a real event that happened during World War II. So I'm kinda curious to see how he's gonna handle, you know, the based on true story aspects of things. You know what I'm saying? Like he only has so much control of what he can do. 
in this realm of reality. So it's going to be very interesting to see what he's what he does with the story. I mean, I yeah. I, I know what happens in the story. I've read up on Dunkirk. I'm excited to see his his uh, his takes on it. From the trailer, though, it feels Nolan esque. You know, like okay. there's there's scenes where soldiers are walking down the streets that are empty. You know, they're on beaches when there's nobody there. Like it feels like Nolan, but I'm just I'm just nervous. I'm just nervous that he's gonna take this event that really happened, struggle with it, and people are gonna kind of rip him apart for it because people are always looking for reasons to rip Nolan apart. Yeah. But other than that, I'll see it. I'm excited. <laughs> you know, Tom Hardy is one of my favorite actors. He's amazing. Yeah, no, so. I'm definitely surprised that you're. I, I I feel like you're just being a little cautious. You're still excited. You're almost. It's like when you go to your kid's baseball game and you're like, I hope he doesn't fuck this up. I'm really <laughs> excited to be here, but I'm so nervous. <laughs> yeah, you know what's also that's also exciting is that Harry Styles is going to be in it. I saw that. You know who else? Cillian Murphy is going to be in it, too, who I'm a big fan of. He's so underrated. He's yeah, so underrated. He really hasn't gotten as much shine. And, like, he doesn't... He's he's just a really good role player in a lot of the stuff he's in. He did Inception. He did The Dark Knight. Batman Begins, 28 Days Later. He's He does Peaky Blinders, which is a Netflix show that I haven't watched, but a lot of people seem to be into. Dark Knight, I, Dark Knight Rises, too. Yeah, I like pretty much everything I've seen him in. I, I feel like he, I'm a fan. He's not one of those people who come up and I'm like thinking of my favorite actors, but he's done a lot of stuff that I really like. When I saw The Dark Knight Rises, there's a scene when they bring people to trial, and Cillian Murphy playing Scarecrow comes out to be the judge. In the movie theater, people went nuts that he was in that movie. They were yeah. so excited to see him coming back. Yeah, no, he's definitely a great actor who doesn't get his due. I thought he did a great job in Inception. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, he did phenomenal in that movie, too. So, one, one thing about Nolan is Nolan likes to use the same actors over and over and over. Mm-hmm. If you're doing that good of a job to be used multiple times, you're doing you're doing good in your career. Definitely. I, I always kind of, that's just like a weird thing that I always like. Like, I like that Scorsese and DiCaprio always team up on stuff. I feel like, I don't know. I don't know why I like that. I just, it's a thing that I have. Can I ask you a quick question off topic about uh, Scorsese? Yeah, shoot. So, me and Ashley watched The Departed today. Um, Undoubtedly one of the best movies. I was thinking about this the other day. I think it's my favorite movie. Yeah? And I... I don't have a lot, like, I'm really bad at, like, this is my favorite song, this is my favorite movie, but I decided recently, because it was on cable, like, a few weeks ago, and I was watching it, and I, I was, while I was watching it, I thought to myself, like, this might be my favorite movie. Yeah, no, it's phenomenal, it's phenomenal. Apparently, the Asian version is even better, because it comes I've from... I've heard that, too. Yeah. But what I was going to say is, we mentioned that DiCaprio is amazing, and... Personally, I think DiCaprio is, if not the best, he's in the top three best actors right now. I would probably put I would put him up there. I'd put Daniel Day-Lewis up there and maybe somebody else. But anyway, do you did you see Gangs in New York? Yeah, I, I, it was one of those movies that I only saw once. So, like, I'm a little fuzzy on it. Oh, okay, because I was going to ask you, do you think Gangs in New York saved Leonardo DiCaprio? 
I mean, it's an interesting, it's an interesting question. I would have to go through his career arc. I would have to go through his timeline. Okay, I'll pull the timeline up for you really quick. But he started off with the Titanic movie, and it was like, yo, that's like, he's going to be this big star. And then he did Man Iron Mask, which was, I like that movie. You know, it was a good movie, but it wasn't like, you know, phenomenal. But he also did, uh, I think it was called The Beach. That one was bad. And everyone was like, this is just horrible. Yeah, The Beach was really bad. Okay, so we're gonna we're gonna start. The beach is the herpy on his nearly perfect face. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, so we're gonna go from Titanic because he did what's in Gilbert Grape, which was great. Oh yeah, he did The Quick and the Dead. I love that movie. He did Basketball Diaries, which is fantastic. Yep. Romeo and Juliet was great. Yep. So, okay, so then he did Titanic, Man in Iron Mask, The Beach. Now, The Beach came out in 2000, and between 97, where he exploded, and The Gangs of New York came out in 2002. Listen to the movies he made after he did Gangs of New York. He did Catch Me If You Can, The Aviator, The Departed, Blood Diamond, Revolutionary Road, Shutter Island, Inception, J. Edgar, Django, Great Gatsby, Wolf of Wall Street, and The Revenant. So, really, after Gangs of New York, he gets right back on, you know, on track. Yeah. And Gangs of New York was the first one Scorsese picks him up on. Interesting. But, yeah. That's a pretty, that's a pretty real run. That's a pretty real run. Yeah, yeah. He, I mean, Gangs of New York, he did Gangs of New York, Aviator, Departed... Oh, where's Scorsese? Yeah. And then he did Shutter Island. I wasn't big on Shutter Island, but... I liked it. You liked it? Okay, so, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, he... Him and Scorsese are definitely the, the dynamic duo now. You know whose IMDb I was going through recently? Again, off topic, but... I was going through Jim Carrey's IMDb recently. Do you realize that he did The Mask... Dumb and Dumber and Ace Ventura all in the same goddamn year. Are you serious? Ventura, Dumb and Dumber, and The Mask all came out in 94. Wow. And you gotta... I mean, honestly, those are like one of the three best comedies of all time. I mean... Shit, dude. Is Jim Carrey underrated? In the uh, in the realm of comedy, Yes. He did, look at this, so he did The Mask, Dumb and Dumber, and Ace Ventura in 94. In 95, he did the Batman movie, which people have mixed feelings about that, but I thought he did a good job. Yeah, I liked him as the Riddler, yeah. He did When Nature Calls in 95 as well. I love that movie. (laughs) Cable Guy in 96. Liar Liar in 97. He did Simon Birch in 98. Truman Show in 98. I've never seen that. Irish phenomenal. Yeah. Man on the Moon in 99. Me, myself, and Irene, which is not the most critically acclaimed movie, but me and you, I know both like it. (laughs) He did The Grinch in 2000. Like, that's a hell of a run, man. Yeah, it really is. When you really take a second to look at it, shit. 
I kind of feel bad when he did the number 23. Because he, he tried. Like, he tried, but it just, the plot wasn't there. Yeah. You know, I blame it on the plot. Yeah. No, I, I don't know, man. A lot of people have turned on Jim Carrey. I'm a, I'm a huge Jim Carrey guy. Yeah, me and, too. And that, that mid to late 90s into 2000s run, I mean, you can put that shit up against anyone's, you know, five-year run, and, you know, when you're talking about him versus DiCaprio, that's like an unfair conversation, because they're two completely different actors. I know comedy, you know, comedic actors, for whatever reason, aren't as respected as a guy like DiCaprio, or, you know, whatever, but, whew, I don't know, man, that, that, that Jim Carrey run from... 94 to like early 2000s is it's tough to beat anything like that yeah all right so let's let's get back on track we got distracted all right so next one we're going to talk about is called the dark tower that comes out on july 28th why are we excited about dark tower I don't really know much about The Dark Tower, but the reason why that I put this on the list is because it's a it's a Stephen King story. Yep. And people have been waiting for this movie for a very long time. It's very highly anticipated. And the plot line doesn't really say much about what it's going to be. I'm just excited to see anything Stephen King on film. And I know you're a big uh, Vikings fan. It has Catherine Winnick. Catherine Winnick is Vikings. Oh. <laughs> well, yeah, a lot of eye candy in this movie, man, because you got Abby Lee also, mm-hmm. who is hails from Mad Max slash Victoria's Secret model fame, McConaughey, and then my dude Idris Elba. I like him. Love Idris Elba. Yeah. Stringer Bell for life, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, that's basically, I mean, I don't think I have much to say about it. I'm just, like I said, I'm a big Stephen King guy when it comes to film. I never really read his books, but, like, anytime his movies come out, I'm excited to see them. Like, I was really, I like Tommyknockers. I've liked all the other stuff, like The Green Mile. You know, Stand By Me was from a story that he wrote. Yep. So, yep. Misery. Misery we got. All right, cool. So, next up, we're, we're going, we're coming into our final five now. So the next one we're going to talk about is an October movie, Blade Runner 2049. Now, as I'm sure everyone could have predicted, I did not see the first Blade Runner, but Andrew, you did. Tell us what your thoughts were uh, on the original Blade Runner and what we have to be excited about this one. I am going to piss off a lot of people by saying this. Do it. I think Blade Runner, the original movie, is overrated. Okay. I uh, just I remember watching it and I was like, this is really because I studied it in I studied it in film school, and I was just like, I don't really see why people go nuts about this movie. It's one of those movies that's like The Shining, like people go crazy with The Shining. It's one of the best movies of all time. When I see it, I can't see the genius in it. I can't see why it's so amazing. Like Blade Runner was at the time was cool because you had like this superistic, you know, futuristic effects. You had all this, you know, stuff going on around it. But like, I look at Blade Runner, I look at Star Wars. I'm like, okay, well, Star Wars basically the effects are pretty much very similar, you know. And they had Harrison Ford in the original as well. But like, I just 
I don't know. The original Blade Runner to me, I think, is overrated. It's from a story from called Do Android Sheep Still Dream or something like that? I think, yeah, that's what it's called. And I don't know. I'm just not not big on the original, but this one seems like it's gonna have a little bit more oomph to it. Cause you got Mr. La La Land who just came off an award, so yeah. that's gonna be exciting. And I'm I'm kind of curious to see how Harrison Ford's character reacts because I don't know if I should say this because you're you never seen the movie. I don't want to like kind of ruin it for you. No, that's fine. What's the movie about anyway? The original. So. Basically, you know, it's about these robots, you know, that are part of society. Harrison Ford is investigating something that's going on within a robot that went astray. And basically the movie ends that Harrison Ford is not sure if he's human or he's a robot. So he's not sure if his consciousness is from being human or it was developed by somebody else. And it ends very, like... Anonymously, that you, you're not sure exactly what happens. So I'm kind of curious to see if that lasting effect has something to do with the new movie. Okay. Is this a... Now, this is a remake, not necessarily a sequel, correct? Or is it a sequel? No, it's a sequel. It's oh, like okay. 30... Yeah, it takes place 30 years later. Gotcha. I probably should have known that based on the title... Based on the 2049 being in the title. <laughs> yeah. That's not by me. <laughs> Alright, so let's move on to a movie. This one comes out in October, on October 6th. The Kingsman, semicolon, Golden Circle. Andrew, yes. what's going on here? I am so pumped to see this movie. The Kingsman was a movie that... I remember one night I was up at night, I couldn't sleep, and I was flipping through channels, and... Kingsman was on, so I threw it on, and I was so, so happy I saw that movie. Great movie. Like, it's one of those movies that surprised the hell out of me. Like, Samuel L. Jackson plays one of the funniest villains. He's this, like, really bad villain who has a lisp, and he wants to be a bad guy, but, like, he struggles at being a bad guy. Like, there's a scene when someone gets, like, like, Samuel L. Jackson's character shoots a guy right in the head point blank and like he gets like freaked out <laughs> over the fact that he just did that and he looks at his sidekick and he's like is he dead? and the girl's like yeah that's what happens when you fucking shoot a guy in the head point blank <laughs> but yeah it's it's got a British cast and it was just it was a, it was a, a delight yeah it was very delightful so I'm just excited to see what the second one entails because it's pretty badass. Like it's kind of like James Bondish, you know. The Kingsmen are supposed to be the best British operative, so it's it's kind of cool. Yeah, and uh, like you said, Samuel Jackson got some Channing Tatum, Julianne Moore, Jeff Bridges, little Elton John sprinkled in there, some Holly Berry on the side. A lot of a lot of names popping up in this one too. And the main character, I forgot his name, but the actor, I forgot his name, but he's awesome too. He does a great job as as the main character. Taron Egerton? Yeah, that's it, yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure what else he's been in. He's not familiar to me, but he's British, so I'm sure he is a tremendous, tremendous actor. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you, when you get a chance, watch The Kingsman. You will thoroughly enjoy the movie, and we'll talk about it afterwards. No, it's like, it, you. I, <laughs> I know your personality with movies. I'm telling you, you would love that movie. Uh, 
I'll keep an eye out for that one. Yeah. I'll see if I can find it somewhere. Yeah, the funniest part is that the... Uh, I hate to say I gotta tell you, because it's funny. At the very <laughs> end, like, he's trying to save the world, and, like, a princess that was kidnapped, like, he, like, goes into, like... She's, like, locked up, and she's like, save me! And he's like, alright, you know, I'll see. And she's like, if you save the world, I'll let you put it in my ass. And he's like... I'll be right back. No, <laughs> <laughs> so it's just funny. Uh, yeah, I'll definitely have to check that one out. Alright, so... We got another Saw movie, dude. Yeah, man. I'm I'm excited to see this, man. Saw Legacy comes out uh, Halloween time, October 28th. Tobin Bell, back. We we don't know too much about this one Guess yet, right? Yes, he's back. Back again. <laughs> Jigsaw's back. Yeah, friend. Tobin Bell, who I think died in, what, like the third movie? <laughs> yeah, he's he's been and, dead a while. And then this is like the ninth movie. But, uh, yeah, still still some stories to tell here. Well, that's what that's what I'm so curious about. Like, my wife is a really big Saw fan. And she is, yeah. she's been, ever since we've been, you know, together, she's been a diehard Saw fan. You know, she's gone to conventions, she's met all the actors, she's got... You know, all the posters that were signed by almost the whole cast. Like, she's got a lot of memorabilia. So, like... And she knows a lot about this whole series. She knows everything about the whole series. So, if you, like, ask her a question, she'll know the answers. It's crazy. But what I'm curious about is Saw... Saw is one of those movies that redefined horror. Because horror is a genre that... It kind of gets stale after a while. You need that movie to spice everything up and... Saw did that. When Saw came out, it changed the whole game, and I'm just excited to see, like, what what do we still have from Jigsaw that we haven't seen? You know? Right. Like you said, we have, we've had a number of movies already. We've seen, you know, all the traps. We've seen, you know, their character arcs. Like, what else from Jigsaw haven't we seen yet that they need to put into another movie? Right. You know? I'm just excited to see that, and... I don't know. I'm curious to see where they're going to take this. Are you a Saw guy? Do you like the Saw movies? I'm all in on any Saw movie. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The only thing that I don't like about the series is, like, that they split the timelines so many different times, and it kind of is confusing to keep track of, like, what's going on. That's the only thing that bothers me. Yeah. I mean, you reach a point where it almost seems like they're, like, confusing you on purpose so that they can... Like, they want to confuse you to the point where they're able to be inconsistent with the timeline, and they're just hoping that you lose it and <laughs> pick up on things. But, you know, it, it, take it for what it is. It's a, a, a lot of stuff in these movies is clever. I think the second one, the twist in the second one, was better than the twist in the first one. No. Yeah, dude. I was... The second one was when he... Jigsaw is like, yo, like, calm down, like, your son's okay, just talk to me. And the guy's like, no, where's my son, where's my son? And Jigsaw's like, listen, bro, I'm telling you, like, trust me, sit here and talk to me, you'll get your son back, and he's fine. And the guy's like, no, I'm gonna go and, like, be renegade and try to find my son. And Jigsaw's like, (laughs) yeah, Jigsaw's like, alright, dude, don't listen to me, that's fine. And then, when the time's up... His fucking son's right next to him the whole time. And you're like, oh, that shit's brilliant, bro. <laughs> With all due respect to the second movie, which I loved, and I loved the twist at the end, I'm not disagreeing with you at all, you're never going to beat 
the guy who was dead in the middle of the room via gunshot wound to the head was actually alive the whole time and is the mastermind behind the entire thing that you've been going through. I think I saw the movie with you. Possible. And I remember when that fucking happened, the movie ended and, like, no one spoke for, like, 30 yeah. seconds, bro. No, yeah, I, we probably did see it together because we saw it, we saw it in theaters, right? Like, we went out to see it. And I remember, I remember the movie ending and the credits rolling and not a single, you know how you, you have a lot of times when the movie ends and, like, even as credits are rolling, like, you have sometimes where people start to get up out of their seat even before the credits hit. I, I just remember being in the movie theater and the credits rolling and no one moved an inch from their seat. Like, no one stood up, no one flinched. Everyone just kind of sat there for a second, like, processing what the fuck just happened. Yeah, yeah, no, that was... It's probably, if not the greatest... I, I said this before about The Sixth Sense, because to me, I think The Sixth Sense is the best twist of all time. Saw is probably number two. Yeah. And number th- right. number three would be Darth Vader being Luke's father. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So let's move on. We haven't talked about any superhero movies, so let's talk about some Thor. In uh, in November, November third, we have Thor Ragnarok. Now, this is another movie with a shit ton of people in it. We have Hemsworth, obviously, Kate Blanchett, some people that we've talked about earlier in the podcast: Idris Elba, Anthony Hopkins. Rafalo's in this one. Yep. Getting some Hulk action here. Yep. So uh, go into a little bit of detail about, about this new Thor. Yeah, this is the reason why I put it as a under-the-radar movie, because you have so many superhero movies coming out. You got the Spider-Man, you got the Justice League movies coming out, Wonder Woman's coming out, then you got like Transformers that are coming out. It's not a superhero movie, but you have like you know comics and stuff. The reason why I'm saying it's under-the-radar is because I'm very excited... To see Thor by himself again. Thor is my favorite Avenger. So I'm pumped to see him, you know, by himself in his own movie. Just the fact that you're going to see him going toe-to-toe with the Hulk is just dope. Because those two are probably the strongest of the Avengers. And anytime they're on film, they're just going at it with each other. And you're like, this is awesome. Like, there's one part in... I forgot which movie it was, but fucking the Hulk tries to pick up the hammer, and the Hulk can't even get it up, and it pisses him off, and I don't know, I, I love seeing those two on screen together, so from what I got from the plot line is they're actually going to be having a little bit of a battle, and I'm curious to see, because the last time we saw two Avengers going at it, when you had Civil War, that was phenomenal. Yes. That was, that was just a phenomenal movie, so I'm excited to see, because... Thor and Hulk are not in Civil War. So I'm curious to see if these timelines are the same. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's why I think it should be on this list because people are gonna not going to really think about it because you have, like I said, those other big movies coming up. And I think this is, I think if I'm not mistaken, this may be Marvel's, besides Guardians of the Galaxy, this is Marvel's only other movie they're making this year. Oh, okay. But, gotcha. yeah. yeah, all right. Do you like Thor? Is Thor your guy? I'm a, I'm a Thor guy. My son loves Thor. Derek is a huge Thor guy. You know who I'm not a big fan of, and a lot of I might piss off a lot of people. I don't like Captain America that much. 
Captain America's kind of lame, man. You know who he reminds me of? He's Ted. Yeah? Yeah, he's Ted from How Much Your Mother. He's just like... I don't know, man. You know how many times... You know how many times... ScarJo's character has like made a pass at him, and he's like, no, nah, I'm good. We're friends. He's, def- <laughs> he's definitely the most uptight superhero, number one. He has the least amount of personality. He has no superpowers. The shield is dope, granted. But... I mean, when you when he's standing next to like, like I was Team Iron Man, hard body in that Civil War movie. Oh, you were. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, I was. And yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not gonna worry about spoilers because it's been out long enough. He knew what happened to Iron Man's parents, bro. Didn't say a word. Oh, uh, that's know. true. That's true. I don't know, man. Well, I'm pretty pumped to see this because Rufalo is... Uh, Rufalo, I love Rufalo. I think he's a great actor. But you know what's also cool in this cast? Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. Love me some Jeff Goldblum. I mean, think about it, man. He's fought, you know, some aliens in the past. He's rescued some people from dinosaurs. So... He has background. Yeah, I'm kind of curious to see where he's been for like 20-something years. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, man, so we're going to go into the final movie here. This one, this one almost a little bit bittersweet because of who it makes me think of, and that person is no longer with us, but uh, we have a Jumanji remake coming up in December. This, based on the description I read, is uh, a little bit different than the original Jumanji. It's not like a shot-for-shot remake with a different cast. This is This kind of has a wrinkle to it. So talk to us a little bit about Jumanji before we wrap it up. Well, the reason why I put Jumanji on this list is because, honestly, I forgot about it. And when I was doing my research, I was like, oh, shit, that is right. This is going to be the movie this year. This is going to be the movie this year that either makes everybody really happy about it or pisses off a lot of people. This is going to be the Ghostbusters of 2017. I could see that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. It does make me bittersweet because, like you said, we're going to miss Robin Williams. And, you know, Jumanji the original was a, a classic movie. But the thing that could rescue this movie is the cast. You got Dwayne The Rock Johnson, Kevin Hart, Jack Black, and Karen Gillan. I mean... You have a you have a decent cast. I think that's the only thing that's going to be able to save it. Yeah, and um, uh, just based on what I was reading with the with the description here, talk to us about how it's a little different than the the original as far as some of the plot details. So in the original movie, it was the game came to our reality. So like the rhinos came into the real world, monkeys came into the real world. We're driving around cop cars. From what I get, it's actually going to be that they're sucked into the world of Jumanji. So that's the difference. Instead of being in the real world, Jumanji's coming into our world, we're going through Jumanji's world. Does that I'm... make... Oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, go ahead, what are you saying? I was going to say, does that make you more excited, less excited, or doesn't really change the level for you at all? 
Eh, I mean, it would move the move the level a little bit to be more exciting because we're gonna learn more about the world of Jumanji. Like in Jumanji, it was cool because you got to learn that there was the crazy psycho hunter guy. There was animals and stuff, but like you get to learn more about the background of Jumanji itself. Like, for instance, when we did the Harry Potter podcast, I kept telling you like. Hogwarts itself is a character. Right. So Jumanji itself is also a character. So now we're going to learn more about that world. And it's from, from what it sounds like is that each person is going to become a character within the game. So that's going to be interesting to see how they transform into that. Yeah, I thought it was interesting. And I don't want to necessarily say that I'm skeptical um, as much as I was just surprised. Because when... when you watch the original Jumanji, so much of the movie is about all these things that shouldn't exist in the real world, or not not necessarily that they shouldn't exist in the real world, but you have rhinos, you know, uh, running through a metropolitan area. You have monkeys driving police cars. That's, Bears. That's the aesthetic. Rhinos yeah. and shit. <laughs> yeah, that's the aesthetic of the original Jumanji. That's why it's interesting, because you have all these things that belong, you know, in like the Amazon that are crawling and running around. Uh, where did that movie take place again? I forget what city it's in. Oh, it was like a small uh, New England town that it's, his father was a shoemaker, I think it was. Yeah, but so they're running They're running around this, like, New England suburb, and you're like, what the fuck is, you know, this, uh, there's a fucking lion in the house. There's a, we trapped a lion in the kitchen. <laughs> And, like, I feel like that's so much of the movie is just these things that are so out of place. And I feel like that that's the main theme of the movie. That's why so many people liked it. It's 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 kind of it's a little bit surprising that they went in such a different direction with it. I'm going to geek out a little bit and yeah, go for it. Go a little bit off topic. You know, that's the reason why Robin Williams was such a brilliant actor is that he can take any plot line, any scenario, and he could turn it into the most funniest fucking thing in the world and that's why he was so talented at what he did is like jumanji like that movie could be considered a horror movie <laughs> you know what i'm saying yeah. but like I mean, it's definitely fantasy but think about think about how funny that movie is and then think about how how much less funny it is if he's not in it because yeah. it's not like there's a ton of people david allen greer is funny in it too oh yeah but it's not like there's a ton of people providing comedic relief throughout this it's really just him yeah exactly that's what i'm saying like that's that's the reason why you know recipes robin williams he's fucking brilliant i mean like just any any movie that he's in you know he brings that beautiful like comedy to it and it's amazing like i, I the reason why i was saying is i was watching um you know dead poet society the other day and granted it's not a comedy it's a drama but like right just he brings such a warm feeling to the screen anytime that he's on the screen. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, it's good. this one's going to be interesting. Uh like I said, uh, I I I'm surprised/skeptical about it a little bit, but it it'll, it'll definitely draw people in. I'm sure it'll make a decent amount of money. I'm sure I'll see it at some point even if I don't go to the theaters on uh you know, in December. Very interesting date that they're going to put it out, too. It's the week of Christmas. Yeah, they won Christmas movie with it. 
which I'm not surprised by. I guess this feels like a Christmas release type movie. I feel like. Well, the reason why I'm skeptical of them doing that is because do you know what comes out a week before that movie? Star Wars. Star Wars. Yeah. So when you're doing things like this, when you're releasing films, you really gotta look around and know what's coming out at the same time. Because if I'm if I'm an executive, I see Star Wars is coming out a week before. That would make me nervous. Granted, you know people are gonna run out and see it like a day or two of the release, but like that's only a week after the release date. You know, yeah. like. People who haven't gotten there right away or tickets are sold out, like, they're going to go the second week. So, you know, you're going to target young audiences because you're Jumanji. I would not have done that. You know, they're going to, the young audiences are, they're not going to remember Jumanji from the 90s. They're not really going to be crazy about it. They're going to remember Star Wars. Like, that's going to be a thing that's going to draw the youth. Like, I just, I don't know. I'm skeptical on that. I think that's going to hurt Jumanji big time, man. Uh, I could see it happening, and you make good points with people. Not A lot of people don't go uh, the first weekend because of how difficult it is to get tickets, and some people don't like the big crowds. And yeah, I mean, Star Wars still has the, the young audience hooked, and obviously anyone, you know, that, that demographic that's, that, that's big on nostalgia, they're, they're probably going Star Wars too, so... Yeah. Yeah, I could, I could see that being an obstacle, but, you know, Unless all they have to do is throw up, you know, months and months and months of trailers with The Rock and Kevin Hart, and I think ultimately they'll be okay. They might, you know, it, it's hard to say. Unless, uh, unless their strategy is to be, like, the backup, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you know, hey, Star Wars is sold out, we can see Jumanji, <laughs> you know? It's very possible. Yeah. It's very possible. I feel like I would make that decision, too. You're gonna go to the movies, and all the all the show times are gonna be like five minutes after Star Wars started. Yeah, exactly. Uh, all right, man. Anything else you want to bring up before we wrap it up here? Nah, man. I loved it. I love talking about movies. I talk about movies all day. I love it. Yeah, maybe maybe in a couple months we'll we'll go into maybe we'll do like a summer movie thing specifically where we'll rehash some of these once we have a little bit more information on them and go in depth into some other things that are that are going to be coming up because obviously the summer is always a big time for for some movies to come out so we'll we'll, we'll get back to this again sooner rather than later yeah you, you can really do a, a podcast just on the action or comic book movies that are coming out this year because there's a lot man yeah that, i mean there's a bunch of stuff here that we we didn't even talk about i mean Star Wars, obviously, we're going to be talking about down the line. You mentioned Wonder Woman. I mean, there's a there's a lot of big movies that we weren't even mm-hmm. able to to get to today that that we have plenty of time to talk about. So pa- we'll we'll come back to it. Pirates of the Caribbean uh, too. Pirates yeah. of the Caribbean is definitely going to be one that it's not under the radar because everyone knows it's coming out, but it's 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 slowly going to creep up on people. Yeah, we got Tom Cruise and Russell Crowe making a mummy movie. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot. Oh, they're doing it. I saw. Yeah, it's doing it. Yep. So there'll there'll be a ton of stuff to talk about. Transformers. No, uh, the no ju- shortage of things to go into this. The year Justice League too. I mentioned yep. that before, but like, shit's gonna flop. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna flop, man. It's gonna be the most wasted two hundred fifty million dollars. 
<laughs> I don't know, man. Oh, we got another Fast and the Furious coming out this year. Yep. Yeah, Vin Diesel goes bad, and they're like, "Why are you bad?" And he's like, "I don't know, because Charlize Theron is fucking slamming." So, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, man. It happens. What are you gonna do? Yeah. All right, man. Let's take it home. All right. Well, thanks for giving me the time to uh, talk about some movies, Joe. Really appreciate it. I'm excited to see these movies coming out in 2017. I'm just hoping that we get a chance to see some of these movies with our busy schedules. So. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Tudor and Joe Show, brought to you by Series109.com. If you get a chance, please go on our website, www.series109.com. Check out all the cool stuff we got on there, all the past episodes. If you also get a chance, we're also on SoundCloud. Check us out there as well. If you go on iTunes or any other Android-based stuff, you can subscribe, rate, view, comment, share all of our stuff. We'd really appreciate it. Joe and I would... Love to give you high fives if we met you in person for all those great actions. Really appreciate it. If you want to follow me on social media, I am on Twitter at Mr. Tuto. That's M-R-T-U-T-T-O. Joe, what's your Twitter handle? Joe Torres. <laughs> so 109. Joe Torres109 is his Twitter handle. So definitely follow him on there. He has some good stuff, man. I always laugh when I get a chance to see his Twitter. I don't do it as much, but Joe makes up for me where I don't get a chance to fill those in. If you get I a chance, what's up? I love the Twitter. <laughs> if you get a chance, also check out our Series 109 Twitter account. We have some great stuff. We're also on Instagram. We got photos up there. Great stuff. If you want to be a guest on our show or if you want to write something for the website, you can always email us at contactseries109 at gmail.com. We will always reply to you as soon as possible. Trust me, it's not the easiest thing in the world being four administrators, but we do our best. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you guys next time. Later. Later.